Dinosaurs, everybody. Welcome to the Mary and Tom Show. I'm Tom. I'm Mary. This is our show. Yep. You know what, Mary? What? I'm glad we work from home. Me too. We don't really do current events on uh, on the show. People are having trouble with, with this social distancing. That's not much of a problem for us. No, well, we've been doing that for quite a while. <laughs> <laughs> Usually just you and me hanging out, so uh, yeah. we don't really miss people i don't think we miss them that much i think you miss them more than i do yeah but i've always been a loner a rebel <laughs> i've always been a rebel okay <laughs> that's that's a new one but okay i'll, I'll take that Th- that was a line from the Pee Wee herman movie hmm. he's a loner and a rebel that's a song tom it's a song yeah what isn't song it? i guess it isn't he has a little speech no i thought it was from a song it might be from a song there are layers in the Pee Wee Herman movie. Maybe not. I don't know. I haven't with. seen that movie since I don't know when. I saw it one time. So no, once with I, me. I saw it twice because, yes, I did see it with you. I remembered yeah. that one. Okay. You, you didn't have to say that. I was about to say it myself. Okay. That was one of the first two DVDs I purchased. And is one of the reasons why I purchased yes. the DVD player. That is so unbelievable. Okay. Oh, The thing God. is, there were deleted scenes. And... You have to understand, in the the mid to late 90s, the idea of deleted scenes was something new and exotic. It was like, what? Scenes that weren't in the movie and I can watch them? <laughs> now they're, you know, a standard part of a lot of DVDs. But at the time, it was like, whoa, deleted scenes? Like to find out what he did with the bow tie? That that sounds exciting. So I got that. Uh, what and did then, he do with the bow tie? I don't remember now, but he, he buys a bow tie, like a, like a gag thing. He buys a lot of gag items, and he uses all of them except for the bow tie in the film. Because the scene where he uses the bow tie, which is a boomerang, the bow tie boomerang did not get used in the film. And it was like, what, what happened? And so that mystery was solved. And then the other DVD I got was my first ever DVD. So I bought them at the same time. Was a Touch of Evil, the like restored edition. So those are kind of my, my two poles as That's far as... That's a great as... opening sh- scene. Excuse me, opening shot. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> no, it's great. One long shot. Especially in the restored edition when they don't have a bunch of stupid titles over it. Yeah, that's kind of where I started with DVDs, and now we have we have quite a few DVDs. In fact, we just uh, put them all on, on a shelf. He's got, got a shelf put together. Well, put we put them. most of them on the shelf. Yeah, all, the vast majority of them. I said most of them. The problem was the shelf we had before held maybe, I don't know, 100 DVDs? And we have a few hundred DVDs, so that really wasn't working. Now we have a shelf that's holding the vast majority of the DVDs. We also, for the first time, got a shelf to hold our board games. Not uh, all the board games. Not Just Tom's board games. No, wait, no, wait, wait, <laughs> wait a second. There are board I know, so, they're Hollenspiels. So, yeah, <laughs> so a little over half the shelf are, are Hollenspiel games. And there's the other games that were close at hand. Some are war games, some are more Euro-y kind of games. But we have a, a, an actual board game shelf for the first time. Yep, because that's great. Previously, all our Hollenspiel games were in stacks on the floor. So when I needed to get out one of the games to reference a rules question, I need to lift up part of the stack and like wiggle the one out. And now I can just reach to the shelf and grab them. It is so much more convenient. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely worth the, the time and effort to put together those shelves. Shelves, who knew it? Shelves are great. And of course, that all would have been a great project to do during the whole everyone stay at home thing. 
But we did that before then. Mm-hmm. So, but again, we were staying at home anyway. We generally do. So, yeah. you know, Mary, with you, every day is us being isolated from the outside world day. <laughs> it's great. Oh, you're welcome. We don't, we don't feel like we're missing much there, you know. The tricky thing, I think, has been with the food. Because generally, we will go to the store two or three times a week and get what we need for the next two or three days. Get the vegetables we need from the fruit market and use them up and then go and get more. And it, since we want to limit the number of times we're going out to the store and that, uh, we decided to do a larger shopping trip. And we're not used to buying that much stuff at once. Yeah, well, we don't have the freezer in the basement anymore. That one no. could put. That was actually my parents' freezer, and that was that was from the late 70s. And it survived until, what, three or four years ago? Yeah, whenever, yeah, it was about three years ago, I think, mm-hmm. when the, um, the power went out and it came back up, the thing yeah, didn't work anymore. Yeah, didn't come back on. Um, so we don't have that anymore, so we can't put a bunch of frozen stuff away. We can't make stuff ahead and freeze it. We have to limit the amount we put in this tiny freezer. And then the refrigerator, it's not all that big either. No. It's also an older... And we don't use canned stuff. Not not typically. Uh, canned beans. We use canned beans and canned greens and uh, like collard greens. And Yeah, and the uh, hominy and the soup. Yeah. Condensed soup. But we don't have much. We generally oh, use... canned tomatoes. We generally use fresh stuff mostly. Yeah. Now I tend, when I cook, to try to cook so there aren't really leftovers a lot of time just because we don't have a lot of room in the, in the fridge to throw the leftovers you'll more like cook a meal that then will last us two or three days mm-hmm. with leftovers uh which is fine i'm not complaining it's just it's just trying to manage the space we have in the fridge so it doesn't get overstuffed with stuff uh which is challenging with having to buy more stuff well see when you make something and you have leftovers i will take that and do stuff to it yeah so it's not a Identical because you've you've done some stuff where you had leftover veggies or something didn't turn out quite right, so I will just throw a bunch of stuff in it and you know make it taste a lot better or use up whatever veggies we have that that you had extra of. Do you remember the time? So in that in that case, it condenses everything into one container mm-hmm. instead of having three or four containers. In oh it. yeah. Okay. Do you remember? Do you, I remember the one time? Do you remember the time when I, I made uh, spaghetti or angel hair or whatever? For the sauce, we grabbed the wrong bottle of sauce, and instead of using pasta sauce, we used salsa. I remember that. I thought that was me. Was that you? I figured since it got screwed no, it up. No, was me. See, I figured since it got screwed up that I must have done it. I but... grabbed a bottle of salsa that looked just like the pasta sauce. Well, I mean, it didn't. It wasn't identical, but <laughs> when you're in a hurry, it, it looked just like it. But, I made it taste good. Well, the point of the story is that you fixed it. You have that skill. I don't really have that skill to experiment with flavors or to fix things because I, I can follow a recipe. I do remember the mashed potato soup. Well, it was potato soup, <laughs> and it was like mashed potatoes, and that's all we had for dinner. Okay. This huge bowl of mashed potatoes. Well, that's because, so I had side dishes and they didn't turn out. Like, one of them got burnt. And the other thing is, so I pretty much have stopped trying to make soups. Because, uh, first of all, I'm bad at it. And and secondly, I prefer thicker soups. 
than you do. So for me, something like a potato, not a mashed potato soup, a potato soup that's like a thick potato soup or, or uh, a thick uh, borscht, those are nice, so, you know, like a parade carrot soup or whatnot with parsnips that's nice. And you don't like it that thick. I don't like a puree. And no. A thick puree at that. No, it's not your cup of tea. No. And that's, so, and the thing it's is like I'm also... It's like you just threw a bunch of vegetables in a blender, blended them up, but there's no liquid in there with it. So, no. you, you've Wait, got... Wait, that's not how I character <laughs> No, no, that's, no, that's I didn't say I you. I said that's how, that's what it's like. It's like you throw a bunch of vegetables in there, no liquid, to loosen it up, and it comes out pasty. And I don't like soup like that. I'm not saying you do that all the time. I'm not saying... I've never you, you, done You that. have made some decent soups. Yeah, okay. I've... To that be one, clear... That one, and you did had another one, too, where it was just... I don't know if it was a carrot soup or what. I just... I cannot take that texture. So to be clear for the people listening, I did make a soup with, with a broth, and it did cook for a long period of time, and then was pureed. I did not just throw vegetables in a blender. It's like, but okay, I didn't say ready. that. I said it's like that. I understand that, but I want I want to be on record. I did not just like feed you a, a vegetable smoothie for for dinner. Well, smoothie would taste better. <laughs> okay. Between the last episode and this one, we have released a new game: Horse and Musket Annual Two. Um, and actually, in some other Horse and Musket news, the developer of the series, Doug Miller, uh, Sean Chick is the designer and Doug Miller is the developer, um, Doug was recently interviewed by the Armchair Dragoons for their podcast, Mentioned in Dispatches, about the development process of the Horse and Musket series. So if you're interested in uh, hearing uh, more about the series and more about how uh, his work as a developer works... Why are there no dinosaurs in it? Does he answer this vital question? You know, they don't ask it. There are, however, dinosaurs and dinosaur table battles, which you played there today are. with me. Yes, I did. You beat me. I did. By a lot. <laughs> it was a humiliating defeat for me. Yeah. yeah. And that will be coming out relatively soon. Because the next game we have coming out is at all costs. And we're not quite... Um, you don't want me to say how much fun it was or that? Or you just want to... I mean, you can it was an adequate amount of fun. It was more than an adequate amount of fun. There were dinosaurs. It was fantastic. Yes. Dinosaurs. Yes. So that's, that's hex number 50. Before yeah. that, we have hex number 48, which is at all costs. You are almost done with the charts on that. Yeah. Like, I actually interrupted you from doing the charts to have you do the podcast. We should be on track to release the game probably at the very end of the month. And then next month, uh, we should see the release of Streets of Shadows. And that's hex number 49. And hex number 50, of course, will be Dinosaur Table Battles, which is, I think, the one you've been waiting for at least the last couple months. Yep. If not the last couple years. Yeah, a couple years, yeah. Okay. Since 2017. Three years. Finally! Dinosaurs! Yes. <laughs> <clears throat> It all costs us still a little ways away because we're still finishing up. It's just a lot of stuff to do, essentially. It's a very big game. It's probably our biggest game since Horse and Musket as far as all the stuff that's involved in it. But since we're not releasing it right away, it's going to be 
probably a couple more weeks, uh, we are uh, having a sale. Canvas maps! Canvas maps are back, y'all. And dinosaurs. Uh, they are back starting on Tuesday, the day after this episode comes out. Mm-hmm. And I think we're going to have them out for, what, a week? Two weeks? What, what's the plan there? I don't know, but you didn't notice I said dinosaurs? I, I, I did notice you said that. I just, I hear it so many times every day that I don't process it anymore. Oh, God. <laughs> when is Dinosaur Westphalia coming out? It's not. Um, so the five hey. canvas maps. Well, the five well, canvas maps. You promised there would be a Dinosaur Westphalia. I said I would think about it. Think about it. No, there, there was a promise there. We have recordings. I said I would think about it. What are the five canvas maps we have, Mayor? Meltwater with dinosaurs. No. Dynasty with dinosaurs. Bales on the ice with dinosaurs. No. Wither on it with dinosaurs. Without dinosaurs. Westphalia with dinosaurs. No dinosaurs. Those are the five canvas maps we're going to have available. I should note. Uh, Yeah, we should note you're not actually going to get any dinosaurs. I I clarified that during your, your... did you say no dinosaurs? Because, no, I don't think so. You said more dinosaurs. Didn't say yes. more. more. No, more. And more, no, more, more, they, more. they don't even sound that, that much alike. Yes, they do. What we should know. Because there is no such thing as no dinosaurs. There's only more dinosaurs. What we should know is that, uh, so the Dynasty is one of the canvas masks being made available. And that game, Richard Berg's Dynasty, is one that we're going to be discontinuing in a few months when our license expires. So if you want the canvas map for Dynasty, you need to buy it now. We won't be offering it again. This will be the last time that Dynasty map will be on offer. So that's what we got for this episode, I think. Everyone, please stay safe and stay indoors. Dinosaurs, everybody.